Welcome to the DCAT Value Chain Insights Podcast, presented by the Drug, Chemical, and Associated Technologies Association, where you'll hear specially selected articles from our website that feature in-depth analysis on the issues impacting the business of pharmaceutical development and manufacturing. In this podcast, we feature an article that looks at the policy debate to repatriate and increase domestic drug manufacturing in the U.S. in light of the COVID-19 pandemic and pharmaceutical supply chain vulnerabilities. For a text version of this article, visit dcatvci.org. Reconfiguring Global Pharma Supply Chains by Patricia Van Arnhem, DCAT Editorial Director. In the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic and concerns over pharmaceutical supply chain vulnerabilities, the policy debate to repatriate and increase domestic drug manufacturing in the U.S. is receiving increased attention. This week, presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden released a detailed plan, and Congress has introduced several bills. What proposals are on the table? A plan for addressing supply chain vulnerabilities in the U.S. Presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden released a plan on July 7, 2020, to address what is classified as supply chain vulnerabilities in the U.S., including pharmaceuticals and medical equipment and other products arising from the COVID-19 pandemic, but overall for national security concerns. While medical supplies and equipment are our most pressing and urgent needs, U.S. supply chain risks are not limited to these items said a statement from his campaign. The U.S. needs to close supply chain vulnerabilities across a range of critical products, on which the U.S. is dangerously dependent on foreign suppliers. America needs a stronger, more resilient domestic supply chain in a number of areas, including energy and grid resilience technologies, semiconductors, key electronics and related technologies, telecommunications infrastructure, and key raw materials. The plan calls for a set of targeted proposals to ensure the U.S. has the domestic manufacturing capacity necessary for critical supply chains, said the statement. The plan specifies that Biden, if elected president, would launch a review of U.S. supply chain vulnerabilities and implement a national strategy to close them. This would include signing an executive order to inventory U.S. supply chain vulnerabilities, directing relevant agencies to identify the specific critical products where the U.S. faces national security supply chain vulnerabilities and to address them, and working with Congress to pass a law making this process permanent as part of a quadrennial critical supply chain review that will include updating the list of critical products that will be the focus of supply chain security planning. The plan calls for several measures, including what it terms as building long-term supply chain resilience for pharmaceuticals. The plan calls for several specific measures relating to the pharmaceutical supply chain. The first measure calls for using the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, which is part of the Department of Health and Human Services, to ensure adequate production of vaccines and other medical countermeasures to address COVID-19 and provide incentives for the production of vaccines and other medicines in the U.S. The plan also calls for using other federal authorities, including direct compulsory licensing of vaccines, where companies are slow in producing them or are charging excessive prices to rapidly scale up vaccine production as needed. Secondly, the plan also calls for leveraging federal health care purchases, 
such as through Medicare, Medicaid, the Department of Veterans Affairs, and other health programs, as well as federal procurement more generally to encourage pharmaceutical companies to make key drugs, drug inputs, and medical devices in the U.S. while ensuring fair and transparent pricing. The plan calls for the Commissioner of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the Centers for Disease Control, and the Department of Defense to identify critical drugs and medical products and to create a market for U.S.-based manufacturing by directing federal agencies to purchase versions of these drugs that are made in the U.S. and that use U.S.-made source ingredients. Thirdly, the plan calls for incentives in the U.S. tax code to encourage onshoring of pharmaceutical supply chains and pharmaceutical production in the U.S. These specific measures for pharmaceutical manufacturing and supply chains are further supported by overall measures in the plan to reduce supply chain vulnerabilities in the U.S. Specific measures impacting manufacturers in the overall plan are outlined below. Increase federal stockpiles. The plan calls for increasing U.S. strategic stockpiles of medical supplies and other critical goods while using federal procurement authorities to ensure that stockpiled products are made in the U.S. to the greatest extent possible, thereby creating an incentive for onshoring production of those goods. Require companies to develop plans to address potential supply chain disruptions for critical products. The plan says that Biden, if president, would work with Congress and direct regulatory agencies to require companies that manufacture, distribute, and use designated critical products in the U.S. to regularly identify potential supply chain vulnerabilities and develop plans for addressing them. Where deemed necessary to protect what the plan terms as critical infrastructure and supplies, the plan specifies that targeted restrictions on imports from nations such as China and Russia that pose national security threats would be imposed. Promote Surge Manufacturing Capacity The plan calls on the President, Congress, and the private sector to work together to develop standing plans to enable surge manufacturing capacity in the U.S. for key critical products. This will include the following. Compensating companies where necessary for maintaining excess production capacity and inventory for designated critical products. Encouraging companies to create databases of product designs for supplies that might be needed during a national crisis. Using legal authorities during crises to ensure product designs and patents can be licensed and utilized quickly if needed to ramp up production in the U.S. Pursuing public-private partnerships to improve manufacturing capacity, such as the National Network for Manufacturing Innovation Initiative. Invest in a new critical supply chains workforce that would be financed by the Critical Supply Chains Workforce Development Fund that would invest in the workforce skills needed to help bring back to the U.S. manufacturing of key supply chain products and components. This measure calls for partnerships with state, local, and tribal governments to maintain adequate base production capacity in all regions of the U.S. and to put in place executive functions with clear chains of command. Create new incentives to spur domestic production of critical products in the U.S. to provide targeted investments and incentives for companies to manufacture designated critical products in the U.S., such as new targeted financial incentives, including tax credits, investments, matching funds for state and local incentives, R&D support, and other incentives to encourage the production of designated critical materials in the U.S., Work with allies to protect their supply chains and to open new markets to U.S. exports, 
and eliminate trading practices that create price differentials for U.S. companies purchasing raw materials from abroad to create fair pricing for raw materials. In March 2020, Peter Navarro, assistant to the president and director of the Office of Trade and Manufacturing, said in media interviews that he was working with President Donald Trump to finalize an executive order that would provide long-term incentives for U.S.-based companies to produce medications and medical supplies domestically in the U.S. The strategy behind a proposed executive action consists of a multifaceted approach that would require federal agencies to purchase U.S.-produced pharmaceuticals and medical equipment, deregulation, and incentivizing new technologies to encourage domestic production of pharmaceuticals and medical equipment in the U.S. Legislative Proposals in the U.S. In the U.S., there have been several bills introduced this year in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as in 2019, that call for an assessment of U.S.-based drug manufacturing and measures to ensure U.S.-based production of critical or essential drugs. In June 2020, U.S. Senators Marco Rubio, a Republican representing Florida, and Elizabeth Warren, a Democrat representing Massachusetts, introduced bipartisan legislation to direct the Federal Trade Commission and the Secretary of the Treasury, acting through the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, or CFIUS, to conduct a study on the U.S. reliance on foreign countries and the impact of foreign direct investment on the U.S. pharmaceutical industry and DNA analysis industries. The bill, the U.S. Pharmaceutical Supply Chain Review Act, would require the FTC and Treasury, through CFIUS, to provide Congress with a report within one year of passage that assess the following. 1. How over-reliance on foreign countries for pharmaceutical products impacts the U.S. supply chain and domestic manufacturing capacity. 2. How foreign direct investment from abroad affects the U.S.'s ability to produce drugs, as well as their key components. 3. How foreign direct investment in U.S. genome sequencing technologies affects domestic capacity to sequence or store DNA. And 4. The number of foreign investment transactions in the pharmaceutical industry and the sequencing or storage of DNA in the U.S. that CFIUS has reviewed in the past 10 years. In March 2020, Senator Rubio introduced another piece of bipartisan legislation, the Strengthening America's Supply Chain and National Security Act, S-3538. Specifically, the bill directs the Department of Defense, or DOD, to determine the extent of its dependency on foreign entities for drugs, active pharmaceutical ingredients, and pharmaceutical components. Additionally, under the bill, the DOD would be required to determine whether this creates a national security issue and to make recommendations to eliminate U.S. dependency on foreign sources. The bill also requires drug makers to provide the FDA with information to determine the volume of APIs used in pharmaceuticals. This reporting would be included in drug makers' annual post-market report which they now are required to submit to the FDA in order to allow the FDA and the DOD to ascertain the extent of U.S. dependence on foreign sources for APIs and provide the FDA the resources needed to pinpoint hotspots more vulnerable to drug shortages. The bill also calls for a restoration of the process by which the DOD and the Department of Veterans Affairs make purchases made under the Buy American Act, which requires federal agencies to procure domestic materials and products. 
the bill seeks to address a ruling made in February 2020 by the U.S. Court of Federal Claims that determined in a case involving a generic drug manufacturer that sourced APIs and other components from other countries but manufactured the final product in the U.S., that the country of origin would be the U.S. and would not be based on where the API is from. The bill aims to revert back to the process that was in place before the ruling. Senators Warren, Kevin Kramer, a Republican representing North Dakota, Chris Murphy, a Democrat representing Connecticut, and Tim Kaine, a Democrat representing Virginia, joined Rubio in introducing the bill in the Senate. And U.S. Representative Michael Waltz, a Republican representing Florida, is leading companion legislation in the U.S. House of Representatives. In March 2020, U.S. Senators Robert Menendez, a Democrat representing New Jersey, and Marsha Blackburn, a Republican representing Tennessee, introduced bipartisan legislation, the Securing America's Medicine Cabinet Act, S-3432, to increase U.S.-based manufacturing of APIs by encouraging and providing incentives for pharmaceutical manufacturing innovation and advanced pharmaceutical manufacturing. The proposed legislation authorizes $100 million to develop centers of excellence in advanced pharmaceutical manufacturing for developing innovation as well as for workforce training. These centers would be partnerships between institutes of learning and the private sector. The funding is intended to further encourage drug manufacturers to spur innovations similar to those in other industries, such as automotive, aerospace, and semiconductors, and bring drug manufacturing back to the U.S. The bill also calls for the creation of an Advanced Manufacturing Technologies Unit within the FDA to prioritize issues related to national security and critical drug shortages, as well as create additional pharmaceutical manufacturing jobs in the U.S., also in March 2020, Senator Tom Cotton, a Republican representing Arkansas, introduced Protecting Our Pharmaceutical Supply Chain from China Act of 2020, S-3537, to require that the Secretary of Health and Human Services maintain a list of the country of origin of all drugs marketed in the U.S. and to ban the use of federal funds for the purchase of drugs manufactured in China. Another bill introduced in the U.S. House of Representatives would require drug manufacturers of essential drugs and manufacturers of medical devices to disclose source of origin for their products and other manufacturing reporting information. Representative Mike Gallagher, a Republican representing Wisconsin, and Representative Mark Pocan, a Democrat representing Wisconsin, introduced the Medical Supply Chain Security Act, H.R. 6049. This bill would provide the FDA authority to analyze sourcing locations of medical products. Companion legislation, S-3343 in the Senate, was introduced in February 2020 by Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican representing Missouri. The bill would provide new authority to the FDA to request information from manufacturers of essential drugs or devices regarding all aspects of their manufacturing capacity, including sourcing of component parts, sourcing of APIs, use of any scarce raw materials, and any other details the FDA deems relevant to assess the security of the U.S. medical product supply chain. In October 2019, Representatives John Garamendi, a Democrat representing California, and Vicki Hartzler, a Republican representing Missouri, introduced the Pharmaceutical Independent Long-Term Readiness Reform Act, H.R. 4710, that would require the U.S. Department of Defense 
to identify the vulnerabilities faced by the country's medical supply chains and to only purchase U.S.-made raw materials, medicines, and vaccines for the military. The bill would further require that, not later than one year after the date of the enactment of the legislation, the U.S. Secretary of Defense, in consultation with the heads of other appropriate federal departments and agencies, submit to Congress a report on vulnerabilities to the U.S. medicine supply chain. This podcast is brought to you by DCAT, the Drug, Chemical, and Associated Technologies Association. All content contained in this recording is owned by DCAT or used with permission. This recording may not be altered, reproduced, or used in any way without permission from DCAT. For more in-depth analysis on the issues impacting the business of pharmaceutical development and manufacturing, subscribe to our podcast or visit www.dcatvci.org.